Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. That Gerber baby money. That's such the, a weird way for you to cut me in, son. That is such the, a weird. The Gerber baby life insurance money? No, 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 no. no. Like, okay. Where are so, we getting the Gerber baby life insurance money from? It's not just life insurance, though, isn't it? Don't they make baby food, too? Didn't they make baby food? Ann Turner Cook, the original Gerber baby, passed away the other day at 95. I was saying that she looked good for 95, right? Like, I wouldn't have given her more than 75. The and way if she's 95, that just goes to show that the U.S. life expectancy is rising up and crashing through. This is Doc. And Ziggy with, with the, the flood. And Doc, what do we do? We take our pop perspective to put the culture in context and make the mainstream make sense. Um, because sense. if we do not make sense, we do not make dollars. Holla. So, speaking of dollars, as I was saying, like, how good do you think, like, that Gerber baby residual is? Like, I mean, doesn't Gerber, like, literally have life insurance? Right, so, like, I'm just saying, do you think Anne was getting paid? If she like, had, like, the OG Gerber life insurance, if that, like, OG. accumulated, maybe that, maybe she was, like, sitting on a mountain of wealth, like, when Fry and Futurama came out of the thing, and she's he had all the, that money because he put $20 into a Bank of America checking account that somehow lasted OG over a thousand years in Gerber New York. Baby. The OG Gerber baby. Like, she's got to be getting paid, right? Like, as the, o like, the, the first fix of the OG, like, I wonder if the, her estate sold her name and likeness in perpetuity to Gerber. <laughs> That's what my question is. That's like, I'm wondering, like, you think she was getting paid from all this shit? Like, ever since I found out that George Clinton don't get paid for I mean, like, she dog. lived in 93. Like, she could be, like, the uh, uh, not rapey Jared of Gerber. Don't take them two years from her. When you get that old, I feel like it starts to count again, right? <laughs> <laughs> Like, once you make it past, like, 88, then you get to be like, oh, shit, okay, all right, one more year? It's like you got the second win of sprinting in the mile. I'm 95. Come around, grab that somebody who's got the water and, like, the liquidated apple applesauce for you. Fuck getting a second win. That's a victory lap, right? Like, you just victory lapping at that point. <laughs> once you make it past 90... You literally just running around the course like, ha ha, motherfuckers, catch up. Well, do you know what I done seen? A hundred. Think about what ninety-five years ago. Ninety-five years ago. No, ninety-five. We're in twenty twenty-two, right? So like that's nineteen twenty-six. How about Maybe. I take it a little bit farther back than nineteen twenty-six <laughs> with this day in history, history. One, one week, week from, from today. today. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. That's the day that it comes out, right? But we're recording okay. a week behind. So, so uh, the day that it'll be coming out, which is the day you'll be hearing this, is June 11th. 
So, June 11th, this day in history, one week from when we're recording it. And in 1184 BC, Troy is sacked and burned. According to calculations by Aerostenthes, or Aratosenthes. Aratosenthes? Yes. Okay. 1184 so, BC. I mean, that's, that's more than... 95 years. Like, you're damn right it is. And we still hear about it. Okay, so what else do we got happening this day in history one week from today? Well, let's take it uh, a little bit farther ahead to another important year. Uh, 1776. You might have heard about some things that happened. Oh, so, okay. okay. Uh, the Continental Congress creates committee to draft the Declaration of Independence with Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, Benny Franklin, Roger Sherman, not to be confused with the Seattle Seahawks safety, wow. and Robert wow. R. Livingston as members. So you mean to tell me that this day in history, one week from today, was the day that they got together, they sat down with Kanye, right? And Jesus, Luda, and, and Moses. <laughs> and they and, and Sir Arthur. That's when they wrote the most fire document of all of history, right? That's right. The I'm Bible. It. No, no. The Bill of Rights? the Constitution. Boom! Drop that mic. Drop that mic. This one I found very strange, considering it came out on... That's not a hot take to you, to call the Constitution. It's like, there's some people that are literally like, that's not a hot take at all, it's just the truth. Not God really. I, I mean, it's not that hot you of a take. It is a, pretty, it is a pretty solid document. Alright, this one is this one's weird to me. Huh? Like, it's the most solid document of all time though. I not mean it's not as influential as the Magna Carta, which was like the literal Ooh, first wow. time this that people were like, let's do this democracy thing. Magna Carta, right? Not uh, Yeah, I know, I'm a pretentious fuck. Not the not the Panama Papers, right? Not the Snowden drop. I mean the Magna Carta basically gave political Agency. Um, excuse to me, the Magna people. Carta paved the way for right? democracy. Is the OG document. Yeah. Democratic document. I mean, it's a nice change of pace from, you know, British imperialism and colonialism and genocide across Authoritarianism, people. Authoritarianism. Yeah. All the isms. Okay, so. And in 1947, on June 11th, I found this weird that it came out on June 11th. Perennial Christmas film, Miracle on 34th Street, starring John Payne and Maureen O'Hara, directed by George Seaton, is released in the middle of so, summer. In the, well, the beginning of summer. Why, why, why put a Christmas movie out at the beginning of summer, right? Like, I have no idea. And that, that's one of the things that I was just like, this is interesting. Hmm. This next one is interesting as well. In 1963, Buddhist monk Chich Quang Duc immolates himself at Saigon intersection, creating okay. one of Vietnam War's most iconic images okay. and an amazing Rage Against the Machine I album see. cover. You did that. You did that. Did you did you Google the pronunciation of that name before you said it? No, I worked at a casino. <sighs> Somehow, I feel like that was vaguely racist. Like, I had to deal with different Asian ethnicities all the time, so I actually had to. I, I grew to recognize. had to deal with them, ladies and gentlemen. Did you hear that? Did you hear the privilege in the statement? I had to deal with these people, okay? Look. Okay. Time to get me canceled. <laughs> 
Are you going to say, wait, 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 before you do this, before you do this, are you sure you want to have this fire take? This. I might call in Kenny for this. I might just like pull Kenny and put him up on speakerphone. Do you have a favorite Rolling Stones song? The most truthful answer to that question is no, but that's also because I can't really like name any of the Rolling Stones songs off the top of my head, but I do know- You'd recognize them if you heard them. I can't get no satisfaction. That's not the point. The point is The Dark Crystal is a way better movie than E.T. Um, also Hold on, I want to go back to your point on saying that E.T. only had one puppet. It had two. <laughs> the other was Drew Barrymore. Uh, I've seen her in other movies. She's not an Academy Award winning actress. So we both have had our fire takes for today. Although I feel like my island is much more stable because when was the last time you watched E.T.? The iconic message. When I was a kid. Mm. When was the last time you watched The Dark Crystal? Because I can tell you that mine was within the last two years. When I was a kid? Wow. Maybe. Wow. Wow, maybe. You've never seen The Dark Crystal? I can't remember. Are you fucking kidding me? How do we even host a podcast together? How do you call yourself a pop culture joke? Well. Yes, I'm gatekeeping. <laughs> well. Just like, uh, I, to quote Hisoka, I ran out of memory. And that's where you call bullshit and go, Dan, you never run out of memory for fucking anything. Right, right. That's why I'm like, how have you not seen Jim Henson's darkest <laughs> interpretation of a fucking puppet nightmare ever, right? Like, this movie... I definitely know, like, the art and everything. Yeah, it looks like, it, it looks like the labyrinth on crack. Um... On shrooms, right? <laughs> like, this is what the labyrinth would have been if everybody did DMT. This puppet movie was fucking intense, dude. And it was a way better, like, I, I don't know. To me, to me, it's a way better time a little girl finds an alien in her closet that likes Reese's Pieces. Well, what about uh, this movie that came out in 1993 on June 11th and the way it uses puppets? And that would be also directed by Steven Spielberg, Jurassic Park. No, no, now that's a classic, right? Like, that's also a classic in, like, mastering CGI, like, at a time when, like, CGI was a fucking joke. Yeah. Like, no, what they did with Jurassic Park is, yeah, no, that's iconic. Like, like you have your, your, you're like, E.T. overrated, but then you're like, Steve, with that Jurassic Park, you did good, kid. Spielberg good. knew what he was doing with E.T., right? Like, that was, like, his attempt at making a fucking Disney movie. You make those kinds of movies to fund projects like Jurassic Park. And Gangs of New York. Yeah. That was Spielberg, right? That was Martin Scorsese. Damn it! That was my next guess. Yeah, yeah. That, that should have been your first guess. <laughs> Gangs. I mean, there will be blood. <laughs> no, that's Paul Thomas Anderson. Anyway. In 2009... The World Health Organization declares H1N1 swine flu to be a global pandemic. Uh, <laughs> First such incident in over 40 years. <laughs> H1N1 as a global pandemic. 
it's funny because like four people died from that and we're two years into COVID and there's like over we're three million people dead worldwide. It's like almost three years. Oh, like, what calm are down, they Jack Napier. Calm down. And I'm like, oh, so we slowly slide out of COVID right into monkey box. The fuck is next? Can the Umbrella Corp just hurry up and show up with the fucking zombies already? Because the way like, this shit is it, going. It really, like, monkeypox, why does it have to be, like, the most memeiest sounding fucking disease that's going to end this all? What happens if you get monkeypox and COVID at the same time? Pretty sure you turn into, a like, a T-virus zombie, a zombie of some kind, right? right? Yeah, like, obviously, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what the fuck is about to happen. And you heard it here first. And just like everything. <laughs> To close out this week in history One with the pandemic, 2021, Pulitzer Prize awarded to the New York Times for pandemic coverage and a special citation for Darnella Frazier for recording the murder of George Floyd. Uh, definitely shout out to Darnella Frazier. Fuck the New York Times. Because, <laughs> sure, they're... They did a great job at covering the pandemic, but you know why they did that job at covering the pandemic? To shit on Donald Trump, who was shitting on them the entire time. So, I mean, I'm not here to get dick flute solo the New York Times as a company, but I will, you know, award championships rings where they are due. All right, so I guess we're going to say this week's championship ring in that regard, we are going to give it to Darnella Frazier. I suppose, right? Sounds uh, like it. Why Why not? Absolutely. All right. And do we have another one, another ring to give out? I wasn't planning to give out a championship ring, but Darnella Frazier, well, championship ring of the week. Bring Boom. Back. Put the drop. With three in the bottom of ninth inning to become the world champion yet again. Some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Better. Anyway, that ends my this week in history. One week from today. And you know what, Doc? We've uh, had a couple of things. It, it's been a little like of news this week. So I put together a good chunk of staple bits for us to run on this week before you know we eventually talk about. Amber Turd and Johnny Derp. Well, I think that sounds good with me. And on that note, before we get into all of that, it's time for it. Amber Heard and Johnny Depp to break up. All right, you ready to talk about Jury Derp and Amber Turd? You mean, am I tired of talking about Jury Derp and Amber Turd? Because... I think I've made it quite clear how I feel about this shit, but let's let's go for it because they finally reached a verdict in the defamation case. And it is in favor of Johnny Depp, kind of. Kind of. So all of that for more inconclusive bullshit. $10 million to Johnny Depp, but $2 million to Amber Heard because basically the whole thing the judge said was, yeah, Amber did it first, but this was a giant shit-slinging fest. Uh, newsflash. 
Guess who said that a long time ago? I believe we ca called it? Uh, again. Called it! Again. This motherfucker don't miss. No, he's fucking good. That motherfucker don't miss, man. He's good. In the heat of battle, he don't miss. No. In the heat of controversy, he don't miss. No. I meant to send you the shit the other day because Philip DeFranco did another, a little piece on it. Like, he's been covering it, like, here and there. But eventually, they got to the point that um, I believe I brought up, like, like four weeks ago. This is toxic. It's yeah. shit. It shouldn't be in a fucking tank. They're both toxic. It shouldn't be national news. They're both terrible fucking people. Um, I guess, cool. I'm glad that's national news. Now we know what it's like to be in a relationship with Johnny Depp. Maybe, maybe he won't be a sex symbol anymore and he'll be happy. Supposedly getting his job as Captain Jack Sparrow back. Yeah, I mean, cause let's not front, there's still a lot of people out here who will see this as a win, who have been, you know, caping for and standing Johnny Depp the entire time as if there weren't text messages from Thinking him. Thinking that, that promoting him as an avatar of the hashtag not all men. Uh, as if there weren't text messages from this nigga that said, I want to rape your bloody corpse. Yeah, because that's a hero, guys. That's a victim. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a totally innocent person. Totally innocent people say things like that. Yeah, I you mean... Know, I even, though, even though it may have been a reference to a Monty Python line, like, it's still... Have you ever heard any of the, the um, Amber Turd... What's it? I'm trying to think of a funny way to to phrase this with Amber Turd. Uh, the Amber Turd floaties. Uh, you heard any of the Amber Turd floaties? Yeah, the Amber Turd floaties say like, yeah, but Depp lost the UK case. Uh, that's because they sued the publication. And in the U.S., he was just like, nah, fuck you, bitch. I'm going to sue you. Well, yeah, no, he learned from his loss in the U.K. and sued her directly instead of the Rolling Stone, right? Which, I mean... Listen. And I read that Rolling Stone piece. Like, at, at a certain point, like, yeah, you can say it was a hit piece, but, dog, that dude hung out with you for, like, a solid three days. <laughs> I mean, listen, we've said it before, and, um... A lot of people are now trying to backpedal a little bit after the entire thing has played out. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, we never said that Johnny Depp was a good person. It's just he wasn't, like, physically and sexually abusing her. And I'm like, I don't know if they necessarily proved that either. Like, It's like, great, you met par for the course. I Barely, if, if that, right? He just didn't shoot her in the fucking feet. <laughs> Shout out to Meg the Stop. And all that's murky news and territory now. Yeah, I mean, that case is going on. I'm just glad that that shit didn't blow up and turn into fucking national news like the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case. Because this shit is just, I'm glad it's fucking over. Honestly, cool, Johnny, you got your money. Um, congratulations, Amber. I hope it worked out for you. <laughs> like... She's gonna become like a mental health advocate. Uh, <laughs> and hopefully he'll fucking retire, right? Are you kidding me? There's gonna be another Pirates movie coming out. I don't, you know, I don't know. Apparently this nigga hates acting, even though he keeps fucking doing it. You know, he actually did, he, like, 
within like two days he was out on tour playing with somebody. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think he was in the UK when the verdict came out, right? Or some weird shit like that. Like, yeah, he was seen like out partying. Wouldn't you, if you won ten million of the bitches that tried to ruin your fucking career? Like, nah, I'd totally be partying. Yeah, I mean. That's kind of like a, a an ultra flex too. Like the toxic to like, dick bag that this nigga is. Like the fuck he went out. <laughs> like an ultra flex. He's like, I'm not even gonna show up for the verdict. I know no. I got this bag. Yo, it was clear this nigga was gonna win from the day, from like day one. From so the I, day that Amber Heard's lawyers spoke. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess kudos to you Johnny Depp um stop dating toxic bitches title shift what what the fuck now what if it was Will Smith suing Jada Pinkett for defamation Will would never he sat at the table while Jada Pinkett willingly admitted to sucking August Alcina's dick. If he wasn't going to sue her for defamation, then... But what if? I want to believe. You want to believe that, that some crazy shit like that could happen? Like, I want to believe that you could l imagine a world with all the people. No, no. There's no world in which we're showing gonna... domestic relationship problems in public. Nope. <laughs> Jada could come out tomorrow and say that she's been pegging Will this entire fucking time, and I guarantee you, Will would be like, "What's wrong with it?" <laughs> I guarantee it, son. If Jada does it, anybody else did it. Right, like if uh, fucking Perez Hilton came out and was like, oh, I heard reports that, you know, Jada likes to pound Will on balconies out in Cabo, then, you know, Will would be like, that's fucking stupid. Why would y'all believe that internet blogger? But if Jada said it, he'd be like, listen, you know, you got to do what make your lady happy. Also, and you use Perez Hilton. What year is this? <laughs> you said that as if I'm supposed to know any other fucking gossip bloggers. What you want me to say, gossip, right? <laughs> like media takeout, like super age yourself and be like, ah, Carson Daly. Wow, wow. I don't feel like it was that dirty. You doing me dirty now? But no, I just I don't I don't fucking see it. As far as this title shift goes, it ain't it ain't happening. Will what's Jada's lawyer? What's Jada's legal team look like? Amber Heard's legal team. I feel like Jada's legal team would have somebody with like the intimidating presence of like Willem Dafoe. No, Jada would have Amber Heard's legal team, but have the internet's support, the way that Johnny Depp had the internet support, but like reverse so like shitty legal team internet support while will has a great legal team but no support everybody is making fun of him crying like they did when he was on red table talk jokes on you it was chris rock the whole time <laughs> uh what if it was chris rock and not august alcina 
That would make the slab make a lot more sense. <laughs> There's a fucking title shit for you. What if August Alcina was just a fucking scapegoat this entire time and Will really caught Chris Rock digging in Jada's fucking guts? August and Alcina was the scapegoat. Wow, that was a quick play. Would that was a fucking joke and you will not get it. No, I... I was gonna say is... Would that make everybody hate Chris more or less? That was a joke that everybody should get. But it's also a question worth pondering. <laughs> Let me think on that. Oh man, Will Are and you fucking kidding me? The answer is less. Dude, do you know how much it would like up Chris Rock's RP points if he fucking was was fucking with like Will Smith's chick? What? You know, I found out apparently there is a a, a a rumor with legs that one game the Orioles had in like the 90s, they had to uh, they canceled. I know this is this is a weird one. They canceled, quote unquote, due to electrical problems because apparently Cal Ripken had to go fight Kevin Costner because Kevin Costner was begging his wife and they they needed to cancel the game so he couldn't break his streak. That's almost like a Jordan retiring level right? conspiracy. <laughs> like, imagine Kyle Ripken, like, calling him up and being like, you have to cancel the game tonight. Why? I have to go whoop Kevin Costner's ass. <laughs> gotta go beat this shit out of Dances with Wolves. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Yo, so what you mean to tell me? Feel the dreams, dog. If you build it, they will come. If you bone it, he will come. So what you mean to tell me? There's layers to that one. I didn't even mean it. Is Kyle Ripken with Liam Neeson on Dances with Wolves? Gave him the Ripken drip. <laughs> no. Ew. No. It still sounds nasty. <laughs> it still sounds nasty. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> It makes me physically uncomfortable to hear that shit. <laughs> the Ripken drip? Ew. Ripken drip. Ew. Stop. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Oh, stop In the it. next title shift. Oh, you have four title shifts. Oh, yeah. I always come with three. Oh, yeah. Three feet. We'll get to that. So, we forgot to really touch on it last week, that Lupe Fiasco will be teaching rap at MIT. I mean, what more was there to say uh, other than Lupe is teaching a class on something that I'm still not 100% sure you can teach a class on? Not a single class. Well, obviously not a single class. Like, right? I, What would you cover in one class? Well, you remember, I had my hip-hop class a year ago, uh, okay. and it was it was really thorough. Fair, and I guess I'd have to go back in the episodes to listen again and see if we can, you know, pinpoint some of the references you made to your college course. Well, I didn't. I have papers and shit. Yeah, I literally interviewed no, you for no, that. No, that class. was that was a plug. That was a plug for oh. me to go back and listen to more episodes. Yeah, you all y'all should just go check it because we got dope shit. Because we're dope and we do dope shit. Uh, because 
You know who said, because I'm dope, and I do dope shit? G-N-I-S, Kanye West. Now what if it was Kanye West, doing his Kanye best, and a Kanye quest at MIT, teaching the Kanye rest? That was a Kanye stretch. Uh, <laughs> straight from the workout plan. But, I would rather take Lupe's class than Kanye's class. Absolutely. Because I feel like Kanye would probably be an extremely pretentious professor, if not funny at times. But the syllabus would be a disaster. Absolutely. <laughs> and the grading scale would probably be based on whether this nigga was taking his bipolar medication. That's not, that's not a dig at mental health. It's a dig at Kanye and his instability issues. And his unregularity with his, unreliable his medication. Nature. Yeah, this thing is his unreliable fucking nature, right? Like, he could have loved your paper, like, the day that he read it, but the day that he actually, like, grades it, he's like, I don't know, it reminds me of fucking Kim, so you get an F. <laughs> and I mean, you, you, you mean, like, the royal you, because it's not me, because my writing is impeccable. Uh, 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 uh. What was the grade you got on your last paper? Before or after I resubmitted it. <laughs> As we proceed to the third title shift. This is a literal title shift. How? Okay, so like you're, we're swapping titles? What are the narratives if the Celtics win and if the Warriors win? I feel like that is not a literal title shift. Um, well, it is a literal title shift because they're playing for the title. Uh, I see what you did there. Golf clap. Also a championship ring. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like if the Warriors win, then it solidifies their history alongside of what the Celtics have already accomplished and that that may have been like a slight dig. So I feel like that would put them on caliber with like the Celtics, the Lakers. If the Warriors lose, Steph lost uh, three titles, two of which he didn't have KD. How many titles do the Warriors have currently? Uh, with Steph, Draymond, and Clay, three. They, How about all they together? They played in five together. All together, I think they have four. Because I know they have one Rick Barry in 1975. So Golden State hasn't really been shit since 1975. Yeah, no, they, they haven't. They haven't really been. I mean, until they got Steph. That's what I mean. Yeah. But if Golden State loses, then it would be Steph still doesn't have a finals MVP. Steph didn't win without KD. Steph doesn't have a finals MVP? Nope. Are you fucking kidding? Andre Iguodala got it in the first one for locking up LeBron, and then KD got the next two. Because, you know, KD. So, do you think that that would take away from Steph's RP points? Um, I think people are going to knock him on it. Uh, we'll go into the game one, but, like, I think if the Celtics win, 
we're gonna have a couple of things. So like Jason Tatum, he's now he he's gonna be like called the next Larry Bird. If like this, if the Celtics win, do you think Jason Tatum gets the cover of 2K? Yeah. 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 Even if he doesn't get the title, he's probably gonna get the cover. I'm sorry, Nikola Jokic. We don't want to see you on the cover of 2K. <laughs> we don't want to see your face no more. Oh my god. Looks so, like a bouncer at a club. So currently we are in the middle of game two, right? Yeah, currently as we are recording, as we are we literally in see. the middle of game two. Literally in the middle of game two. Uh, at halftime, 50 to 52 Warriors. Oh, Warriors up by two? Warriors up okay. by two. Okay, uh, so currently Celtics are like one to... Yeah, so a couple of the other narratives I thought that might pop up would be like if Tatum and Brown win and all of these other drafted Celtics and then Giannis won last year, all of the talking heads are going to be like, well, maybe the power, the player empowerment era has actually been to everybody's detriment. They can't build any consistency with all of their teams. Look at the Bucks. Look at the Celtics. Look at the Warriors. Maybe everybody shouldn't be moving around every two years. Well, I guarantee mean, you, if the Celtics win, you're going to hear a lot of that. I feel like there's already an argument for that. Right? I mean, I agree. But if the Celtics win, you're going to hear a lot of that. So a lot more than we're already here. Yeah. Right? So then people are going to be calling, like, people who are going to be getting even more shit out of this. Uh, I mean, Le- LeBron's always going to catch him shade. Durant's going to catch well, shade. I feel like that's James the- Harden, because he always deserves it. Uh, I feel like that's the lazy way out, right? Because then what really needs to be discussed here is the kind of contracts that the organizations are coming at these players with, right? And that's the discussion that doesn't, that everybody's like scared to have because that means numbers. And then we have to talk about like player importance and what is the significant piece of one player versus the whole team, right? And like, how do you value one person's overall athleticism and ability over like a five-year span? The other right? really, versus, uh, the other um, really crazy thing about the next collective bargaining agreement is, I mean, like with all the player empowerment and crazy movement and everything. I mean, like Ben Simmons didn't play all year, right? Right. Just because he, he didn't want to, right? You don't think that violated his contract at all? Nah, he forfeited the money and everything. Right. But like, the thing is, is like, Kyrie Irving, if he wasn't, if he really did sit out the whole season, he would still get paid half of his salary. Like, these owners are going to need some kind of like reassurance to be like, a, you're not just gonna like sit out fucking seasons. Well, yeah, that's and the and b, you're not just gonna right? like take the five year contract. And then immediately a year into it, demand request a trade. Like there, you would think that that would already be like. I mean, come on now. This is a business that has been like running for, like, seventy-five years. Seventy-five years, right? Uh, almost as old as the Gerber thing, right? <laughs> but instead, what we have here is a bunch of people who are unwilling to renegotiate the structure of how business is done and they're kind of like shooting themselves in the foot in an attempt to discourage free agency right they are allowing these players to get away with these contracts that are not conducive to really building team structures right and it's becoming in or it could potentially become an issue for 
actual gameplay, right? Yeah, and I think the, the big problem... Could. Like, it's... Potentially. That's... The next NBA collective bargaining is going to be interesting to me. I'm anticipating a lockout. If you had to ask me, I'm anticipating a lockout. Because between the Ben Simmons thing and, like, James Harden quitting on two teams, Jimmy Butler getting traded twice in the same contract, and it just... It puts teams in really hard spots, which then puts the owners in hard spots, and I'm not here caping for fucking billionaire owners, but I mean... Well, that's what I was gonna say. Here's the issue, right? The issue is the players know now better than they ever have before how much money there is to be made, and the value of what they bring to the climate, right? Like, they are important. Nobody is coming to... Nobody cares about the fucking owners, right? Like, without the players, there is no... There is no billion-dollar industry. As a Celtics fan, if the Celtics lose the finals, and then three days later, I see a tweet that says Jason Tatum demands to get traded even though he just signed a five-year contract extension... I'm not gonna be too happy. You know? I also feel like there should have been some kind of structure and organization in his contract that makes sure he can't do that kind of shit. Right now in the NBA, there isn't. And I think that's gonna lead to a lockout. Well, that's the dumb shit. That's what I'm saying. That's why I say they allow these destructive contracts to make it look like it's the player's fault. If you give somebody the room to negotiate an exit plan, why would they not take it if they feel like they could do better somewhere else? I think because there is no exit plan built in. That's my point. Like, why would they not? If you are... So wait, 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 wait. NBA's been around for 75 years, right? Can you just imagine, like, the Gerber baby on her deathbed? Just, like, holding why the hand of her... Why would you ask me to imagine the, the whole, Like, holding, her holding her eldest daughter's hand and grabs it with her last breath and just pulls up and says, Bill Russell was the greatest I've ever seen. Ugh. Why? Why would she say such things? Because some say the last words are the most important. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. What are your last words on this title shit? Um, well, that title shit is actually just going to go into a little bit of a roundup because the NBA Finals, as we said, have been on underway. And barring a Boston Celtics sweep, by the time everybody will be hearing this episode, it will be dropping two days before Game 5. So, like I said, unless the Celtics sweep, it will be before Game 5, which will be played in Boston. And, ooh, so at home. Okay. And you can catch, you know, if you if you like coming to us for sports updates, thanks, I guess. That's, that's like coming wild. to me for sports updates. Right, right. If you like coming to Dan for sports updates and me for um, knowledgeable, um, not 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 knowledgeable insight on sports, uh, follow us at the Flood Pod on everything, and that's on everything. Docrates, the voice of reasonable doubt. I fuck with. It. 
as we roll along here, um, I think it may be time for another break. You take a sound, any sound, record it, and then change its nature by a multiplicity of operations. You record it at different speeds, you play it backwards, you add it to itself over and over again. You adjust filters, echoes, acoustic qualities, you combine segments of magnetic tape. By these means and many others, you can create sounds which no one has ever heard before. Well, in a slow news week, like I said, we fell back on some staple bits because, you know, it's Sunday and it may be the evening, but we like to keep it easy like Sunday morning. I mean, listen. Evening too. Easy like Sunday evening. Yeah, that sounds like a bar. Easy like Sunday evening. Like if you could like lean that and like slant rhyme it. I would, I, I don't feel like you would even have to, listen, all right. Um, so what else do we got for the folks this week? You know how everything in the world gets fucked up at times? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, no, I'm with that, cause you know, that definitely happens. That'd be like, it'd be like that sometimes. What percentage of the time does it start with Florida? Mm, listen. We should find out, right? Let's in this week's out. Florida, Versus everybody. everybody. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Florida man, Florida man, Florida man. Making this the most Florida story of the week. In this segment, I pull headlines from Florida and not Florida and read them to Doc. And he is to guess if they are from Florida, Florida or, or everybody not. else. And he gets double points if he could guess where, where it is from. Okay, okay. And normally, I come completely unprepared with none of the articles. But lo and behold, I have all of the shitpost clickbait Oh, you got printed. articles today? You got sources? R slash sauce? You got the sauce today? Okay. All right, line me up then. Let's, let's all go. Let's take a swing. Right. I'm ready. TikTokers setting forest fires to spice up their videos. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. I wish y'all could have seen my face just now. <laughs> like, listen, why would y'all, what is wrong with y'all? That is not okay. The nature did nothing to you. That is so, that is so not okay. <laughs> what the fuck? That's a mad violation, dog. <laughs> oh my god, that is like, that's almost like, uh, that's like, like Florida energy. Like Robin, no, that's like, that's California, clearly, right? Like that's that's cloud. So you're saying it's not Florida? No, it's not Florida. It's, it's not Florida, it's but it's also not California. It's not California. No. Where else are forest fires a problem? Well, there's not a problem there, but this happened in Pakistan. Oh what? What? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> in a video that's since been deleted, TikTok star Dolly Official is seen walking in front of a flaming forest. In the video, a dark-haired woman struts in silver dress the video? as the hills behind her burn. Her caption reads, fire erupts wherever I am. 
Now she's one of several what Pakistani TikTokers accused of purposefully starting fires to create dramatic backgrounds for their videos. So the filters wasn't enough for you niggas? You had to actually go like, nah, 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 fuck that. You know, Christopher Nolan would never. Oh my God, hold on. Is Rita Saeed Khansadi, an environmental activist and chairperson of the Islamabad Wildlife Management Board said, she should have been holding a bucket of water to extinguish the fire instead of glamorizing it. What was the what was the TikToker's name? Dolly Official. Dolly Official. Yep, that's it. This is the TikTok. Oh, this look, this bitch got the dress on. Look, she like she thinks she Daenerys, right? Like <laughs> this some Game of Thrones shit. Oh, the, listen, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? You can't even blame this on my people. No, this is just some. This is this is uh, poor decision making. They could have at least been like, "Listen, it was a controlled fire. We spoke with." Also, that's like a lame fire. It is. It's not even like, like that's not even like a okay. cool fire. So when you said a forest fire, I imagine trees burning, right? Like in the video we're seeing. It could have gotten a lot worse. I think they should have waited for a better. They should have let it burn more. Let it burn. No, this is like a field fire, and this you does know, look you, like you a went to the song. Like... You know when I ever think when like like burning all of them, the episode of The Simpsons. All right, Ralph. Now you know what you need to do. Burn them. Burn them all. This is the reason why people hate TikTok, right? Because TikTok make y'all do shit like put people's livelihoods in danger. I'm not with y'all starting forest fires for clout, dog, or or for the like, or for the likes, <laughs> for that matter. That's not cool. This field did nothing to this bitch. There was no reason to set this on fire. <laughs> Although where I paused it at is a dope shot. Listen, there were other ways to achieve the outcome that you were looking for, sweetheart. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, well, this person didn't get the outcome they were looking for because a man charged with a 1996 homicide after the police match crime scene blood to DNA left on his beer can. Okay, so at first I was very confident that this was a Florida story, but then it kind of felt like vaguely Russian at the end. So I'm going to take a wild guess and say Minnesota. This is Florida. Damn it. I was right. I always, always trust your gut instinct. In a showcase of modern technology and diligent police work, DNA from discarded beer cans has led to an arrest in the brutal 1996 murder of Florida convenience store manager Terrence Paquette. Uh, the Orange County Sheriff's Office announced the arrest of Kenneth Robert Stowe Jr. on Thursday. According to NBC News Sheriff John Mina, reminded everyone that gruesome crime scene had yielded blood all over the store and that Damn. didn't belong to the victim, but that DNA Damn. remained elusive throughout decades. That was a very, like, descriptive, like, uh, point you just, like, gleefully scrolled over, right? Like, the convenience store was covered in blood and it was not the victim's blood. Whose blood was it? Well, it was apparently the guy that they arrested with the, uh, beer can. 
How did he get his? So he robbed the convenience store and got his own blood all over the convenience store. Yeah, cause you, anybody that's working a Seven Eleven or a convenience store at nighttime, they know how, they they are ready to die. <laughs> that's great. I like I like the idea that he came in with a knife and got John Wick out of his knife. Like like, <laughs> listen. You can either order your Slurpee or get the fuck out of here. I'm a very dangerous man. I have a very dangerous- Neighborhood blocked in by a swarm of iguanas. A swarm of iguanas? A swarm of iguanas. <laughs> this is definitely Florida, the fuck? Yo, one time I heard this story about how like the iguanas in Florida not like because florida was having an unseasonably cold winter or some shit like that uh and the iguanas aren't used to that and when it gets that cold they kind of like freeze in place like the mannequin challenge and this dude thought they were dead so he was picking them up and was gonna sell them for their iguana meat because uh people eat iguana meat it's florida and uh, they came back like to life in his car because the car heat warmed them the fuck up and we're like biting him in the ankles and shit while he was fucking driving it's great it's it's fucking great the second you said iguanas i was like oh this is this is definitely florida. florida no i don't think so i believe they're an invasive species and they're a fucking problem right like, i feel like that's most of the species in florida yeah no they're a big problem down in florida that's why he was picking them up and selling them for their fucking meat because they don't know what the fuck to do with the goddamn iguana population down there have Ooh, you seen no. how big them fuckers can get oh yeah like from head to end of tail, they can be like seven feet. Yeah, it's nuts. Our next one. Pool noodle fight over the name Josh attracts hundreds. Uh, did you really think I wouldn't know about the Josh fight? <laughs> Damn it, you know about this? I'm on fucking Reddit. Damn it. <laughs> it's definitely Florida. <laughs> it is not Florida. It's not? Damn it. Not Florida. The Josh fight didn't happen in Florida. It happened in Nebraska. Oh, what? That is the most. Also, if a bunch of Joshes were going to have a fight, I totally feel like Nebraska would be the place. <laughs> the event started as an online joke when Josh Swade from Tucson, Arizona, sent out a tweet challenging anyone who shared his name to fight over it. Swain turned it into a real-life event last year at random coordinates he included in his original note, which happened to be in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm kind of mad that it didn't happen in Florida, though. Like, I'm all, I'm like, I'm really mad because, like, I knew about the Josh fight, and I still fucked up the location of the Josh fight. <laughs> uh, Josh Vincent Jr. defended his title as number one Josh at five years old. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the... Okay, so, like, how many people showed up to the Josh fight? 30 people, wasn't it? Like, no, maybe more than that. Like, 50? It wasn't that many people. Uh, no, it was uh, apparently over 100. Oh, uh, shut the fuck up. donned costumes, including masks, animal suits, football helmets. And they raised nearly $21,000 for Children's Hospital and Medical Center in Omaha and the owners of the Josh Sellers wine label pledged to match that amount with a donation of their own. The hospital said it plans to share some of the donations with the Joshua Collingsworth Memorial Foundation. Wow. That promotes water safety with its Josh the Honor mascot who attended Saturday's battle. 
And a five-year-old won that shit? Yup. Y'all some pussies. <laughs> Y'all let a five-year-old beat you? What the fuck? <sighs> this one is... Stand uh, for your honor, Josh. God damn. Disgusting. FBI records on search for fabled gold raises more questions. So you said FBI, so I know immediately that it's the United States. Yes. But also, the, the from sea to shining sea is a wide distance, and then let's not exclude Hawaii and Alaska. So what you mean is I have to guess what state it's from. Let me get the the headline one more time. FBI records on search for fabled gold raise more questions. So this is not Florida. This is not Florida. Is it Washington State? Nope. Damn. Damn. Okay, can I get can I get two more? Sure. Let me get two more. Nevada. Nope. Damn. 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 Is it California? Nope. Damn. What? It is Pennsylvania. Excuse me. The fuck? Who the fuck is looking for gold in Pennsylvania? A scientific analysis commissioned by the FBI shortly before agents went digging for buried treasure suggested that a huge quantity of gold could be below the surface. According to newly released government documents and photos that deepen the mystery of the 2018 excavation into remote western Pennsylvania. The report by a government geophysicist who performed microgravity testing at the site hinted at an underground object with a mass of up to nine tons and a density consistent with gold. So these niggas went looking for buried treasure and actually found literal buried treasure? Yeah. (laughs) Yo, what are the fucking chances, right? Like, you looking for pirate treasure and just happen to stumble upon, like, a huge fucking deposit of gold? The government has long claimed its dig was a bust, but a father-son pair of treasure hunters who spent years going hunting for the fabled Civil War era gold? Did they have a TV show on A and E? Hoping for a finder's fee. Suspect the Damn FBI double-crossed them and made off with the cash that could be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Did they have a TV show on A and E? No, they probably don't have an NPR sponsorship. <laughs> Listen, I've already, I've already given up on the idea of an NPR sponsorship. At this point, I'm like at least hoping for a Viceland TV show. Um, if we can land a Viceland TV show, then I'll feel closer to Jesus and Mero. <laughs> this story is bananas, um, especially for fucking Pennsylvania. Um, I mean, is it Pennsylvania is also where the town Silent Hill is based on. Is I, I was going to say, they have like a, a pretty like gnarly... Also, they have that like that constantly like burning crater like hole in the earth I was it's gonna called, like the literally it's called like the gateway to hell I was gonna say they have a pretty gnarly cave system from what I understand Lorray Caverns no. yeah I don't think it's Lorray Caverns I no think that's in Virginia. Virginia yeah no it's not Lorray Caverns I've been to Lorray Caverns pretty cool the underground sea shout out magic players <laughs> really wild because it's straight up just like you can't tell that it's water you're just like oh Spikes up there, death pit down there. Yeah. Wait, yeah. It's so still. It's crazy. 
Was that our last Florida vs. Everybody? That was our last Florida versus Everybody, actually. Everybody. Oh, so I am doing something uh, with... Uh, for the NBA Finals, right? Okay. So I've made a, a deal with myself. So for every Celtics win, I'm going to watch a Matt Damon and Ben Affleck movie. Okay, so if you guys want to join in <laughs> with Zig, let us know what Matt Damon and Ben Affleck movie you chose to watch for every Celtics win. And for every Warriors win, I'm going to watch four episodes of Full House. Four episodes of Full House. Yeah. You feel like that's the equivalent of a Matt Damon and Ben Affleck movie? <laughs> Time-wise. What kind? Oh, okay. I was Content-wise, like, you might get more out of Full House. Uh, wow. <laughs> ratio. <laughs> Uh, big oh, ratio. I've almost done, I've almost done uh, Good Will Hunting. I've been watching that over the past like day. I've really grown to appreciate the phone stand in my car. Just plop it up there, HBO. So I checked out that uh, anime you told me to look at. My Spy X Family? Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. It's pretty funny. Um, I, I love it. So you want to explain it to our listeners? It's not trying to be a highbrow anime. It's no, it knows what no, it is. it's not at it all. It is, it is straight up fun. It reminds me of Netflix's uh, Psyche K or whatever the kid the, with the pink hair and the weird like fuzzy things that had like all those powers and stuff. Like it was just a quirky anime about a kid who had like superpowers in yeah. high school. So right? the premise is. The main character is the world's number one, like, unquestioned number one super spy. Okay. And he's given the task of hunting down, like, this, uh, like, super reclusive dictator who only makes public appearances at his son's private prep school. Right? Hmm. Okay. Right. All right. So, already, so, uh, this is why I like, like, this is why I watch anime right uh it's not a bunch of fucking reboots and stuff like that not it's already a really obscure concept, concept. right All exactly right, so he gets the mission right and he's like okay you need to get access to it but the only way to do this is through the prep school so you need to find a wife and a, and a kid and he's like what and he's so like, he's gotta make to do this he's like a week they gave him a week to find a fake family, right, so he can get into this prep school. So he goes to the orphanage and he adopts this girl who he doesn't know can read minds. Right, <laughs> right. No, so, listen, listen, that's, I feel like that's where a lot of the, especially in the first couple episodes. comes from. Yeah. I love the little girl. When she's she, so great. I love her so much. I was like, okay, there's one point where he's got like this secret room and shit that he's like where his all his spy equipment is and he's like grappling with the idea of adopting this little girl as like a front to get into yep. the prep school. And that's, by the way, that's the only way he's thinking. He's not like, I'm going to take care of this no. girl. He's like, I need this girl to succeed so I can do my mission. As, right. And, and what did he say? Literally, as soon as the mission is done, he's going to send her back to, and you know he's not, right? You know by the you end of the, not. you know by the end of this, he's, they're going to become like a real family by the end of this shit. <laughs> 
and she's like reading his mind the entire fucking time and knows he's a spy and he's like I can't let her know about the secret room whose passcode is fucking 64978 like why would you think of the fucking passcode as you're thinking like oh I, I can't let her know about the secret room it's like the dumbest shit ever and I think like my favorite thing about the daughter and her mind reading is the way that they incorporate it is like it'll be focused on uh the the spy right yeah and like he'll be thinking in his head doing all this plan and then in the corner like after he thinks something you see the daughter react and oh yeah like, oh shit she hears this too <laughs> she's totally the comic relief of the show right it's like he's like the serious aspect of it and it's like yeah i've got this intense job that i'm doing and i'm this like and great super spy wife no Nope. So, I haven't gotten that far yet. Oh, so you got through the first two episodes? Yeah. 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 So, in the third episode, you meet his wife, who also needs to convince somebody that she has a boyfriend because she got invited to a work mm. party, and they were mm. like, where's your boyfriend? Where's your boyfriend? Oh, so, okay. So, the spy just stumbles in at the right time. Or this woman who is looking for a boyfriend yep. to impress her office people, yep. co-workers. Okay. And he comes in, like, straight up, like, Captain Swab. This one girl was super jealous and kept trying to make the wife, like, feel really shitty. And, like, where's your man? Right, right. So trying to, trying to uh, single in. shame her and whatnot. The story was she needed to take care of uh, her daughter, so they were like, oh, we know that you were turning tricks, blah, blah, blah. And then damn, the guy damn. comes in and he's just like, look, and you know what? I'm proud of her. This is before I met her. And she needed to do what she needed to do to take care of her daughter. And was it the prettiest thing? No. Wow. But she did what wow. she needed to do to survive. Wow. And that's stronger than anything any of you in this room have done. My man was like, I don't care if my boo had an OnlyFans. She don't got to do that shit no more because I'm here to take care of her. What you going to say about that? She's actually not turning tricks. She's actually an assassin. Uh, and there's the twist. Who also gets her mind read by the daughter. That's great. So the <laughs> daughter knows exactly. It's like the weirdest version of the Brady Bunch that you could have ever imagined. Brady Bunch meets Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That's great. Um, On for, crack. For our listeners who may not know what the Brady Bunch is, it is a show that your boomer grandparents watched where two... Um, it, it was the first show in America that uh, really displayed, uh, what, what do they call it? Uh, mixed families, right? Not like mixed like race-wise, because they, were, they weren't that pregnant. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, a show about step... Stepsister? <laughs> no! Marsha, 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 Marsha! Uh, God, do you remember the made-for-TV movie show where they like played on the fact that everybody thought that Marsha and... Um, what was the older bro oldest brother? Greg? Yeah, Marsha and Greg were like secretly banging each other. <laughs> what the fuck is this game? <laughs> Yo. Um, yeah, no, uh, if you haven't seen it, check out the Brady Bunch. Why not? You have nothing better to do, and I'm sure it's on some streaming service. And if it's not, I guarantee you, I just sparked a revival in the zeitgeist. And 
if you happen to be looking for Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon Magic the Gathering, Flesh or Blood, card supplies, or board games, you can go to TokenNPG.com, use the promo code Ziggy, get 10% off of your order. That Tell was nice. Blood sent you. That was nice. I like how you did that. That was a smooth transition. And this is a transition into reminding y'all that none of this shit is normal, especially because we had a short episode with not a whole lot of news this, this week. Nope. Um, we leaned into some staple bits and the fact that Jury Dirt and Amber Heard were going to... And we appreciate y'all for coming and kicking it with us for the hour and a half. And you know where you can find us. That's at the Flood Pod on everything. And that's on... Be safe, guys. Bye. Versus. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Oh, <laughs> Wait, why can't we talk about it? It is time to.